Welcome to Canada's podcast. So, Maciej, welcome to Canada's podcast. Nice to meet you. And uh, I think, as I normally do, uh, what I want you to do is sort of tell everyone who you are, you know, what you do and where you are in your journey today. Okay. Uh, that that it, it's you've got you've got an interesting story, so I think just just give us a, a five minute overview. Sure, yeah, no, and, and it's a pleasure to be here. So uh, my name is Maciej Stremski. I'm the CEO and, and co-founder of Lime Metal. Uh, my background is uh, technical background. Uh, I'm a mechanical engineer by uh, by training, and I often say by temperament as well. Uh, so I started my career with. Uh, Hatch, which is a, a large Canadian engineering firm, sort of you know, right from the nuts and bolts, uh, designing pieces of equipment, eventually equipment, uh, eventually larger projects, mostly in the metallurgical space. Uh, and then eventually within Hatch, I founded a group uh, to uh, develop new technologies, new products, uh, also primarily related to the metal space, but but expanding a little bit beyond that as well. Uh, and I think that's that's really what you know, I didn't think of myself as an entrepreneur until I started doing that. Uh, and uh, but you know, that that continued for a number of years, and we had quite a, a few successes, which was great. Um, and that got me really interested in the idea of uh, of founding a business. Um, from there, I moved. Uh, you know, I realized I needed to to develop my business skills, uh, so I moved to uh, Barrett Gold. I was. Uh, brought in to help commercialize some technologies that they had developed in-house. I helped run their development facility in Vancouver. Um, and uh, around, I guess it's about four years ago now, I reconnected with uh, an old friend of mine from Hatch, uh, who you know, we had left about a year apart. Um, and uh, I, I was really quite on fire about the idea of, of doing a, an entrepreneurial venture. And he had been quite a successful entrepreneur. He had started, amongst other things, Bicycle, which is a um, one of the largest North American lithium-ion battery recycling companies. Um, and so we started to look for, for a problem we could help tackle together. And one of the things, one of the insights that Tim had was that uh, there was huge disconnect. You know, there was uh, obviously successor technologies to lithium-ion batteries were starting to become um, mature enough that they would be commercialized soon. and there was also, uh, you know, and most of them relied on, on lithium metal in some form as uh, as a high piano material. But then, if you looked at uh, what was going on on the supply chain side, and particularly in the lithium metal production side, you know, we had sort of outdated technology, very small production, and we immediately saw that you know, okay, if these batteries are going to take off, we're going to need to scale up production of these materials, and nobody's really looking at this in a serious way. So that's where we got our, our entry point. Um, and uh, that's something, you know, sort of a cliched start, but we really, uh, you know, I had just, uh, my first son had just been born. And it was about the same time that, that this idea came into uh, to existence. And so I was sort of uh, spending my waking hours, uh, uh, splitting my attention between those, those two uh, newborns, if you will. Um, and so we raised some money uh, initially to help uh, fund you know, scale type uh, development work and and so forth, um, but very quickly we realized one that the the technology we were developing had legs, and two that it wasn't the full solution uh, because 
uh, when we started talking to the uh, battery developers, they said, this is great. We're glad somebody's working on this lithium supply problem. You know, it's something we see as a major obstacle, but the bigger obstacle is actually in the, uh, in the anode materials. Uh, and so we started very quickly looking at those anode materials. We started, uh, you know, both Tim and I have, have strong technical backgrounds. So we started looking at you know, what, what are some ways in which you could, uh, in a cost-effective way, produce the anode materials, really transform the lithium uh, metal into those anode materials. And uh, pretty quickly, we came to what was a viable solution, started uh, testing it, started sending sample material around. Uh, and uh, that was where we really got on the roller coaster. And uh, you know, that, it's been about, uh, I guess, if we take it from that point, two and a half or three years from that point, we're now a publicly listed company. We've raised about uh, 30, $30, $40 million all told. Uh, and uh, we're, I think, well on our way to commercializing those technologies. So it's been... Uh, it's you're, been talking, a bit of a, you're talking like, you know, I just raised $40 million, done this and that, you know, you know, but, you know, for people that are listening, you know, that's a lot of money to, to, to raise, okay? What made it possible? I mean, in terms of, you know, obviously you, you, you guys felt, yeah, I had a, you know, a great, a great engineering kind of innovation, and 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 you know the patents and everything else. But what made people buy in, if you like? Because that's I think you know it, everyone has great ideas, whether it be engineering, whether it be commercial, whether it be this, whether it be that. But everyone doesn't get to raise you know, 40 million. So how, what made your thing, you know, how did you get to that point? Did, was, it, was it your process? Was it, you know, give us some, give us some sure. thoughts on that. Yeah, well, I mean, I, I glossed over a lot of things there, right, as yes. necessarily one does. Um, but I think there's a, there were a few things uh, in our favor. One was uh, immense credibility you know he had uh, done so much work in the lithium space he had uh, you know, started uh, two companies he was uh, in the process of scaling up a, you know a very uh, promising company so there was there was already a uh, a network of individuals uh, interested in the space who wanted to invest in uh, in another venture that was that was kind of built on a similar uh, model. So I think that was a, uh, I mean, uh, I'm not being modest when I say that uh, that momentum, that impetus was created by uh, by Tim. I mean, you know, I, I'm i the technical founder and even though we're both the quite technical people, I'm the technical founder. So I drove the, the development, I drove a lot of that, but, uh, but especially in the early days, uh, Tim was absolutely instrumental. So I think that the lesson there is, you know, uh, takes often it takes more than one <laughs> to, to put together all the, the set of skills and the, the expertise to how, get something did, off the ground. How did you manage to get, you know, to generate that level of confidence? Was it your presentation? Was it, was it the technology? I mean, how did you manage to do that? I mean, you still got to go and pitch. And, sure. And convince. Was there some kind? Was there some kind of process that 
that worked that, that you can talk about? I don't think we had any any magic formula. I think what we what we had is a good sense for what would build uh, credibility. What you know, at which at each stage, what we needed to have done in order for people to uh, buy into the viability of the of what we were doing. I think another thing is you know this was also at a time when the appetite for for the space was very high I mean, it continues to be high it continues to be a massive you know, growth area but i think we were starting to see uh, in a way a little bit of turnover of of interest in that people were starting to look a bit further and further down the road besides just you know mining lithium and mm-hmm. and, and so forth so i think we were we were uh, fortunate and we were our investors have been fantastic especially uh, you know, uh, everywhere along the, the, the range, but especially early on, you know, to really have the vision to see, okay, the, this is what's going to be needed in five plus years' time. This is a, you know, this is the kind of technology that needs to come into to existence. So I think you know, a lot of credit goes into in to Tim's efforts to knowing you know who would be interested in this type of story, the foresight uh, exhibited by the the investors themselves and and of course you know the the technical work that was done in support of that and validating you know step by step the validating aspects of the technology it's you know it all has to come together and i would i would be lying if we said if i said that you know we had it all figured out from the start and we just executed on a uh on the you know carefully uh laid out uh plan i mean it's just that's not how it happens but i think you know, being able to draw on that experience and uh and, and uh, you know, do the work and present the work in an appropriate way. I think it was definitely part of it. You know, you and Tim both had great careers. You know, what I mean, you can't. I mean, an entrepreneurs are kind of weird. I think you, you know what made you step out of that safety zone. In I mean, because you're still stepping into something unproven um what you know what was the thinking behind that was it was it achievement was it wealth was it both what what whatever um for me it's uh it's always been you know I, like i said i'm very technology oriented so i love a good problem and um you know as a technology oriented person as an engineer to like an industry doesn't come into existence every day, right? And that's what we're seeing. We're seeing a massive industry come into existence and transform before our eyes. And, uh, you know, if, if you're an engineer and you're not excited by that, there's probably something wrong with you. Uh, so I think that's, that was a big part of it. Uh, I think, you know, I, like I said, I, I love a good problem. And there's, there's certain limitations within the framework of a large company that, um, you, know, you just you just don't get the same breadth of activity that you get from from working on an entrepreneurial venture. You don't get to go after the same type of problem. I mean, this is uh, admittedly it's a you're you're hitting a, a moving target. You're not tapping into a market that already exists and trying to get you know two or three percent market share. You're actually trying to help bring that market into existence by the technologies that that you're uh, developing. And so I think that's just a fundamentally an interest. Uh, it's an exciting problem that pulls you. So, 
You know, let's sort of move away from the, the the pure business side of it, which has been which is is really interesting. And it certainly advise people to go go look at your company and it's this you you've got some very innovative technology there. Um you know I always like to kind of cover mentorship. Okay. I don't know about you, but from my perspective, I've had a, a couple of mentors and you know I carry their advice even now with me. Uh is there any kind of you know advice that the mentor can kind of direction that you that you could share with us that, that, that sort of been you know and continue to be kind of instrumental in in your progression yeah i i can and in some ways it's an amalgam or uh different ways different things to said different ways but basically um that's sort of two elements one is distilled to the finest or the, the, the essence, it's keep going. You know, whenever you're you're dealing with new technology or whenever you're dealing with a new venture, it's like you're you're never working with the best possible information. Uh, every next step gives you additional information that helps you improve your decision making. Mm-hmm. And so uh, so one element of that is, is basically like keep going, understand that uh, whatever you know, challenges you happen to come across uh, today or opportunities you come across today, um, you will have additional better information about them as you, as you make progress. And I think that's really uh, stuck with me. And an, ele- an important element of that, which is really the second piece of uh, advice, but it's uh, instrumental in, in allowing you to operationalize that, is uh, mm-hmm. something actually like, co-founder said to me relatively early on, which is that you got to hold these things gently. And what that is, is, is really an appeal to approaching the thing with an egoless uh, type of approach. You know, as an entrepreneur, you have so much tied up in the venture, especially at the early stage. You know, it's it's an embodiment of, of your vision or, or, or what have you. And um, But in order to see it clearly and to be able to keep going is you have to kind of hold it with a, a certain kind of egolessness and and with a certain distance and look at the developments uh, that happen every day and say, okay, what does this mean? How do I uh, put this into practice? How do I use this to improve uh, either the technology or how we're running the business or uh, how we're approaching customers, whatever it is. Um, and, and I think those two are, are a really powerful combination for anybody who's trying to do something new. <coughs> what's, what, what do you, you know, what's the best thing you found about being an entrepreneur? Oh, I mean, there's a, there's a ton of great things, but I think um, for me, it's it's um, it's having the freedom to choose the vision, especially again at the beginning, you, you can really decide which problem and what breadth you want to tackle, and then seeing that evolve over time uh, through the different stages. You know, as the company grows, as more people come in. And, and as, a, as a founder, as an entrepreneur, you have this really intimate perspective on it because you've really kind of been there along all, all of those steps and through all the trials and you, you understand the origin um, in, in a very uh, intimate way. And just I think seeing that evolution is tremendously interesting and um, I think just amazing fodder for learning. 
So, you know, you obviously enjoy what you're doing. You know, what don't you like to do? What don't I like to do? Um, well, I have a pretty pretty simple, it's, it's, a, it's a bit of a, a circular uh, definition, but there's, there's things that I involuntarily stay up, you know, till 3 a.m. working on, and those are the things that pull me along. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are things that are relatively um, neutral, and then there's those things which I have to you know, put on a to-do list and uh, force myself to, to do. And so, you know, that, that category of things is more, uh, you know, of the administrative nature. Uh, it's more of, uh, you know, it's if I'm, if I'm not telling the story, if I'm not working on a difficult problem, if I'm not working with the team, uh, if it's a, if it's an activity that isn't, you know, in a visceral way related to solving the, 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 the business challenges that are in front of us. Those are the things that I, you know, I have to force myself to, to do. And I mean, everybody has those in every, uh, in every uh, professional capacity. Uh, but, you know, it's, if you're a founder, you're, you're, you're fundamentally a creative, you're likely a creative person. Yeah. And so you like the tasks that are more creative. Uh, and I think that's, that's normal. A bit more fun. You a morning or a night person? I ask everyone that. I think I probably hinted at that, but uh, definitely <laughs> night person. <laughs> definitely, uh, some of my best work is done sort of you know twiddling away on my phone in bed, trying to not wake up my my wife as I'm uh, <laughs> uh, you know trying to crack something. So it's like I said, those are those are the moments when I know I'm doing uh, exactly what I want to be doing because I'm. I'm uh, forgoing sleep for them. So it's uh, definitely a night person. What books are you reading, if you have any time? I mean, or are they all engineering books? I mean, they're, they're, you know. No, 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 they're not all engineering books. I, I mean, I used to be a huge reader, uh, less so now. You know, young family and young company uh, mm-hmm. tend to eat up a lot of time. So I, I find I do most of my reading as, as audio books now. I do occasionally pick up uh a paper physical book but most of it is listening which is a bit of a different experience um the one i'm listening to right now is um the machiavellians uh by uh, james burnham which is a political uh, treatise. yeah yeah it's interesting interesting um what's most exciting for you in, in your business i mean you you know you're in that kind of you, you know Really, at the forefront of, of change, from from sort of although although your background is is really in resources or, or whatever, you're really kind of changing the way we're 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 going to use you know batteries and electricity and things like that. I mean, what's most exciting about that space? You're you 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 live you know live eat whatever you know, every every minute of the day every second of the day what 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 can you pass pass on that might be useful for us guys that are you know looking at it and, and, and thinking about it I think for me you know there's there's two aspects one is um, really 
pushing the what the company is doing, really pushing the, the, the boundaries of what's possible with these materials. You know, we're we're really working to enable uh, you know cheaper, cleaner, uh, better batteries. Um, but besides that, the focus on the mission, I think what, what's really exciting is you know, batteries are a platform. They're there's something, they're like oil was a hundred years ago. They're there's something, they're a, they're a form of uh, energy storage that makes things possible that weren't possible before. So I think one of the, the most exciting things for me is the, the applications that will be enabled by, by better batteries are things we don't, you know, we either imagine sort of in rough outline today or don't imagine yet because the, the capability is just not, not uh, quite there yet and on not on lands. So I think you know things like um, uh, electric air travel, I think things like you know, more advanced uh, robotics that are enabled by higher energy storage, um, wider adoption of electric vehicles, like all of those things will be transformational to 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 the economy um, and to our everyday lived experience. So I think to me that's what's really exciting about this space. You know, it's a Yes, from a from from an economic point of view, it's you know a massive industry. It's an opportunity for countries like Canada to leverage their uh, their existing uh, capabilities and, and become an even bigger participant in the world economy. And all of that is great. Uh, but from a uh, let's say technical nerd perspective, I think what's really exciting is all the the things that will build on top of that. Um, all of the the technologies that will be enabled by these. Uh, by next generation batteries and in turn by the materials that we're trying to produce. So it's that's you know, if you if you want to be excited about uh, getting up in the morning, if you're faced with that prospect, it's pretty easy. So, you know, one more question really, and then we're kind of reaching our reaching our end. And you know, if you had to pick one word to describe yourself, well, maybe two words, what would it be? What would they be? They'll seem contradictory, but I'll say uh, practical and uh, contrary. Okay. All right. Mitch, it's, it's been great meeting you. And uh, how can people get a hold of you? Uh, you know, we get a lot of people listen and, and some, you know, some, of them, some of them want to connect, basically. So, sure. Yeah. So LinkedIn is the best, uh, is the best approach. Uh, there's not a lot of people with my name uh, involved in the lithium industry, so I'm easy to find. Well, thanks very much for coming on the Canada's podcast, and uh, it's been great meeting you. Likewise. Thank you, Philip. It's been, uh, it's been a pleasure.